This show is sponsored by Hitler, the mystery man, supporting perverted podcast. Thank you, Headley. You are a rock star. Kathy, I am actually not a man anymore, so it's no longer three men and a Kathy. It's just, I think, Kathy, I'm going to become a squirrel. But yeah, I, you know, forgive me for saying this, but I don't think you're going to make a good squirrel. I, would, I, I don't have the bushy tail. And you don't have the nibbling down and the little I have nibbles. noise. <laughs> I can nibble. Wait. wait, pull down your pants, Kathy. No, I don't think No. Enigma, if you were a rodent, what type of rodent would you be instead of a squirrel? Um, I, I think I'd be a uh, rat of unusual size from Princess Bride. Ah, rat of unusual size. Very, very good choice. Uh, Dell. I would go for an ch- chinchilla because I get to roll around in dust and be adorable. <laughs> Here's what I would like to accomplish. Dell and Enigma, to give Kathy her fantasy, can you just make up a noise as if we were all going down on Kathy with our sounds into the show? Are you ready? Here we go. One, two, three, go. Oh my god, please stop that. I'm never going to get rid of that. That was non-consensual rodent fucking. Well then, let's start a show. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from Creative Explorer's dining room, I am Kathy. I am Count Boogie. I am Enigma. And I'm Dell without pants on. (laughs) Dell no pants. (laughs) (laughs) I have been having a lot of fun this week just doing production. Easter was kind of, you know, there's not really much to do on Easter, so um, I'm like, you know, I'm going to go up the mountain and and go to Angela's Crest and see, you know, go sit at some of the lookouts and, you know, bring brought some food up with me and water and coffee and stuff. And then I was just going to work on some jingles. I got this. I got a commission for a jingle. It was actually really, really cool. A guy calls a guy sends me an email and he says, hey, my girlfriend is a big listener of the show and she loves the jingles and I want to surprise her with a birthday jingle. So I was like, great. So he was really good. He gave me all these great details about her and what she likes and stuff like that. And so it was a lot of fun to just go up the mountain and like sit with a little handheld recording of it. So we just want to say happy birthday, Terry. And here is your jingle. Terry's not afraid to use her logical mind. She's horny all the time. She's motherfucking fine. She loves her dinosaurs. She loves some freaky sex. She would pull dance up and down on a diplodocus neck. Terry the kinky explorer. Smart and sexy makes it easy to adore her. Her lust for life is extraordinary. She doesn't give a fuck if you approve or not. Cause that's Terry. <laughs> Bravo. Happy birthday, Ter- Terry. Terry is Happy awesome. birthday, Terry. Terry is awesome, and she pole dances. The biggest conflict of this entire jingle, it wasn't the music. You know, ska, I love ska. She was really into ska. That wasn't a big problem. I got the jam. I got everything. The biggest conflict was 
Her favorite dinosaur, I guess, is the Diplodocus or Diplodocus or Diploclodocus <laughs> or the fucking Clodoplodocus or the Platypus of fucking. It's a Brontosaurus. They 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 stopped calling it a Brontosaurus. It's the long neck, you know, dinosaur. And he only right. wrote the name. So I'm like r- writing the song. And Kathy, I did not understand that. J- like, it's a Pluto level argument in the dino community, how to pronounce Diplodocus or Diplodocus or Diplodocus. But how did you find all this out? I went online. I'm like, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm writing the thing and I got to make it rhyme, you know, and fit the right way. And so I'm like going and I'm looking, you know, usually you're like, how to pronounce this? You go on, Google has a little thing, you click it and it goes, the dinosaur's name is blah, 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 blah. And it's one and everyone's happy. And then I start going down and it's like, pronunciation argue cambridge says this and washington paleontologist society says this and and the uk society and i'm like what the fuck so i went through this conundrum of like literally like two hours of like going well i'm just gonna say this way and hopefully it's not you know a peeve of of you know of terry but it, it apparently it went over pretty well and Diplodocus was good enough, and she pole danced on a Diplodocus neck. Dop, doc, I can't even fucking say it. That's an awful lot to go through for a jingle. <laughs> I'm dedicated, Kathy. It was a birthday, well, goddamn it. Sounds it. like it. It it came out like a really good jingle. I like that one. Yeah, it did come out fun, and uh, I also had fun making this one. I have grown suspicious. The government does not seem to have my best intentions. They don't seem to know what I need. I need lots of dirty girls who will do just what I please. I need lots of sluts. It was much more, <laughs> much more straightforward. Just didn't have to worry about it. There was no commission. I didn't have any words uh, and information. Just... Uh, I was just horny. Are you gonna Are you gonna send that to your local? Uh, yeah, the local yeah the local government. Official? Yeah, I want that to go with my stimulus check. That's really. <laughs> I want it I instead think you will take of my. That in lieu of your stimulus. I check. don't need to. Tw- I fuck the twelve hundred bucks. Just literally at this point, <laughs> Enigma. Are you with me? We need sluts right now. I would love a slut right now. That would be fantastic. They don't even have to stay in the bed. They can sleep in the tub. Whatever. It's fine. I just want a slut. <laughs> they can sleep in the tub. <laughs> I mean, if they like de- degradation, that's fine. They can sleep in the tub. It's cool. <laughs> Celebrate your vag, because it rocks. Put a needle in your cock on fat life. <laughs> just to stop that extra breathing sound, if you just wrapped a pair of your granny panties around your mic... I'm so sorry that my breathing, my need to take in oxygen is disturbing to you. I'm so needy. You are. You're asking a lot of me, Boogie. I mean, I got to breathe. I'll go fine. Breathe. All right. Today we have a post from Little Ray XO. Thank you uh, once again to Kit Foxlave because she tags me on so many of these. I think if it weren't for her, we would have no FetLife stuff topics. So uh, Little Ray wrote a post called mono or poly or somewhere in between, which sounds very much like something I would write. So she says, once you've opened yourself up to the world of ethical non-monogamy, it's definitely hard to go back to strictly monogamous. 
There is a socially constructed belief that if you're really in love, you will automatically have no interest in others. Thus, if you have sexual feelings towards anyone other than your primary partner, you can't truly be in love. This belief has cost many people their happiness. For me, the two most important factors in any relationship have always been communication and clear boundaries. But don't you get jealous? I get asked. Sure, everybody does. But here's the thing about jealousy. It's my feeling towards something I'm insecure about. It's not my partner's wrongdoings. If my boundaries are clear and our communication is ace, then I accept the jealousy wave will come and go from time to time and that's okay. My relationship will be better for it. So am I mono? Well, no. I definitely have the ability to be emotionally monogamous. However, I am sexually open to connecting with multiple partners, even if that's just for play in a scene. Does this mean I'm poly? Also, no. The idea of building and nourishing multiple full-time relationships is not something I have the time to dedicate to. I fall somewhere in between. I'm that person that wants to see my relationship flourish in an open dynamic, avoiding the standard heteronormative patriarchal relationship that ends up in divorce after a few years. I want to be in a dynamic that respects both people's happiness and keep things kinky. I like this. I I like this, Kathy, because um, we talk a lot about polyamorous relationships where there are multiple relationships, and then we say that there's a difference that there's non-monogamy, and then there's poly, and then poly this and triads and this way and that and all the five thousand different ways to do poly. But I kind of like the idea that this poster is talking about something that I'm like, I don't think we talk about as much, which is kind of described by some as non-monogamy, where you have a primary relationship, partners that are lovers aside from that, but you don't necessarily have building relationships with them. Like they are more just lovers and maybe you have uh, some good conversations and pillow talk while you're there. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to build uh, a growing relationship with them. Yeah, um, I totally agree. I've always felt the way she does. And and I'm, I have to say that this is something that is true of almost any aspect of, of in the kink community. And that is that you have the two polar opposites you have uh, of any issue. You have, in this case, monogamy and polyamory and it's very rare that someone falls squarely on either side. There's usually some little tweaking that you do. In my experience, there's actually a lot of tweaking that you do. And you say, well, I am polyamorous or I am monogamous, but there's always that but there. Um, and this is why I liked her post, because she is addressing that but. Uh, and in my case, it's the same thing. I, I would love to have another primary partner but you kind of can't, at least I can't. I can't work a full-time job, uh, do all the things, all the minutia of daily life that you have to do just to keep everything uh, going, and then find the time to nurture two primary relationships. Uh, first of all, by definition, you can't have two primary relationships. But secondly, it's just, I, if you can do it, you're definitely a better person than I am because I simply don't have the time. And it's for this reason that I, I myself have never had a problem at being someone's secondary or third. And by never have a problem, I mean that when, when issues arise, I deal with them and I, I move on. I don't let them, I don't let them get me mired in, in the mud. Um, but 
I just, I think it, it's, you're setting yourself up for a fall if you are expecting that each relationship you have is going to be exactly the same and you give the same amount of time to that person and you give the same amount of attention. Uh, it's just, it's just never going to work. I hear a lot from people that are kind of against some of these thoughts that it's like, oh, of course you can have multiple relationships with multiple people and it's not going to take away from your one relationship if you're in a relationship with another. And I do agree with that. And they describe it like, oh, this relationship is actually going to enhance your other relationship and vice versa because you're going to learn things from the other partners. Absolutely agree with all that. But something that is just a logistical fact, a relationship, if we're going to describe a definition of a relationship, I'll go with something that you build with someone that continues to build throughout the existence of the relationship. So that way, as far as your intimacy, your communication, how well you know each other, how you interpret each other, how you can be there and support each other, that that is kind of a progressive and ongoing type of thing. Is that a fair fair enough assessment? That's actually a really good definition. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So just logistically, if you're trying to have that with more than one person, it's kind of like a pie. You know, you get so many pieces of pie and that pie is time. So if you only have half of that time to build that intimacy and relationship and communication, it is going to take away from the other. So some people opt to not do that. I myself very much enjoy building those multiple relationships like it when it was Mew, Bunny, and I, and we were 24-7 in the DDLG and they had a relationship together. I very much enjoyed that. But of course, there was a time constraint to where I couldn't go as deep as you possibly could have gone with Mew because I was... Uh, dividing that time going deep with Bunny. And I agree. And that is a fabulous analogy because that is exactly what it's like. You cannot divide yourself, your time, your attention, uh, all events perfectly evenly between all of your partners. It's just not going to work. So someone is going to get a smaller piece of the pie and that is going to create issues. And it's how well each person individually deals with those issues that's going to determine whether that uh, polycule or that uh, polyamorous family is going to be successful. I agree with that. Now, once again, it really comes down to what are your goals? My goals with Mew gave room to having other relationships because we kind of did those together. Uh, for the most part, like with Bunny, Bunny was somebody that we were in a relationship together. Now, how would that work out if uh, Mew has these other separate relationships that I'm not a part of, which is kind of happening now and myself? And that would then bring in the factors of uh, jealousy and time and how much time you're spending with me versus them and all those types of obstacles, dynamics and wonderments. Wonderments. <laughs> Wonderments. And you're right. And, and I, I like that you touch on the fact that they're not, they're not necessarily always going to be easy. And um, it, it's not, um, it's not the, the fun and exciting thing that some people read about and, and think that they're going to try. If, if you can't deal in your daily life with 
feelings of self-doubt, issues of uh, lack of self-esteem or low self-esteem, issues of jealousy, which are commonplace for everybody in every area of life, um, you're going to have quite a trial in uh, maneuvering your way through a polyamorous relationship. Because in my experience, at least those things come up quite often and they have to be dealt with and you have to have the maturity level to be able to deal with them um, in an adult way. So uh, it's not always great. It's, it's not always easy, but uh, there are people like you and myself who um, I, I can't imagine living life any other way. I can't imagine going back to those kinds of constraints where I'm not allowed to look at someone else and I'm not allowed to masturbate to someone else or approach anyone else or flirt with anyone else. That's uh, it's a, to me, it's a, it's a no brainer. That is a, a, a really easy trade-off. And it's okay to have that boundaries. And for some people, once again, qualifying, this is not poly is the only way or non-monogamy is the only way. If you identify with being okay in that monogamous scenario and that is satisfying to you that is enjoyable to you that you don't feel a need to either sexualize or have other partners then absolutely if your partner feels the same way and you guys are building that thing together and you go off into the sunset for years and years and have a great monogamous relationship it's really just about your happiness and so for me and Kathy and a number of other people uh, monogamy is not something that brought me happiness. Yeah. And this is why I liked her post because it's not saying one over the other. I have a great deal of uh, commitment and dedication to creative explorer. Uh, and it's possible to have that kind of fidelity and still find sexual or emotional gratification with someone else. And I think maybe people who don't understand it don't understand the difference between the two to have commitment and to have that fidelity toward one person does not negate a relationship with someone else. Kabam! Damn! <laughs> drop the mic, Kathy. <laughs> Just drop the damn mic. No, 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 don't do that. It's expensive. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Baby Discord is a crazy place When I try to figure out if I just broke on my face Drooling out my mouth, confused as hell I can't get it to work, but that's why we have Dell Dell, Discord Dell, Discord Dell Oh yeah So we had one out of five sacrifices this week And by sacrifices I mean um, failures So we had four successes out of five so that is incredible. And my minions of blanket permission to talk about anything they say on the Discord, much like Kathy's permission on Fat Life, has grown to three. Oh, they trust me so much. Specifically, it's Sissy Millie this week. And we also had a lovely, inspired Jurassic Park from a Discordian where they poured wax and made a diorama out of dinosaurs on a body. This is so exciting. They sent me a picture of this because if you remember, I, I used to do a, a whole lot of wax playing, teach wax playing, stuff like that. There's a term for this, and we've talked about it on the show, and it's called terraining. So instead of just putting the wax on the body, after you put the wax on the body something that's fun to do is you take like little plastic animals or uh you know a little toy train or cars or something like that and you kind of create an entire scene in the in the wax and abyss and i did a dinosaur terrain um 
a long time ago and we had posted it and I guess this was kind of their homage to it and they actually did a, a much cooler looking terrain uh, with their dinosaur. I mean, it really looked like a whole dinosaur world. It was an amazing uh, amazing thing. I'd, I'd love to be able to put that on our Fet Life if they'll let us. We'll let you know when I I poke them. We we talked about it a bit on the show, um, but Enigma went to our social media. Um, Enigma, you can name drop that later. Of how to punish your brat, and we had four actual useful suggestions. Uh, we had four um, not so useful, but we had one take away their hot Cheetos. Uh, we had one that claimed that they never got punishments because of loopholes. <laughs> I call bullshit. They have a punishment lawyer? Hey, 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 loopholes are a big brat component, okay? Yes, I, I accept loopholes are a component, but to say they never got punished, mm, I, I call that into question. We had the third of Irish spring soap and cheesecloth, apparently very effective in cleaning out a bratty mouth. Ah! We had a suggestion of, quote-unquote, make that bitch kneel on Lego. That's just plain out mean. Yeah, no, I, I've i done that. It's a bit awkward, but it, I was standing, not kneeling. Kneeling would suck a lot. And then they had... Uh, I know who submitted this because it was me. Um, and by that, devil submitted it of threatening them to wear pants. Oh my <laughs> so god. So I would make, make devil wear pants. They're like, I will kill you. I'm like, hey, you did what I asked, so it worked. She never wears pants. Oh, now I get it. Okay. It'd be like a cat with wet feet. <laughs> yes. So those were our suggestions. We had a topic idea, and this is how to maintain relationships during social distancing. Not in my cheaty way of just fucking them, but how do you do this if you can't see your person physically? Like, how have you guys been handling it? I like this... I mean, this is a, a legitimate topic for right now, and I think all of us, uh, especially, you know, Kathy and I, have had to kind of make a lot of concessions for how to maintain the communication in the relationship. I know with Mew, I haven't seen Mew in well over a month uh, because it's just she stays with her mom, and her mom is not interested uh, in me visiting period so it's it's definitely just a lot of talking uh, a lot of checking in we allow those feelings you know when it's like we miss each other or reinforce each other a lot with love and understanding that it's temporary what kind of things do you guys do well me personally um besides i'm now doing uh playing Fortnite with devil which i've mentioned um, specifically, I play with my uh, monitor screen slightly smaller so I can have a Facebook chat off to the side of their face so we can actually see each other, which is uh, reaffirming. And we also do that when we're like watching those horror movies or similar things. Um, and also just like message... I'm not normally the type of wake up instantly tech a per- text a person, but I've definitely picked that up as a habit and they really appreciate it. That's very good. And Enigma, you said you were doing more FaceTime with some of your people that you were intimate with. Yeah, and and I've done that before. I've been in long distance relationships. Um, got out of one late uh, mid la- mid to late last year, where we spent a lot of time on Skype and text and FaceTime and whatnot. You know, it, it does get old. It does get frustrating. But like, it's also somebody you care about. So like, making the best of it. And we'll actually get into that in my segment. But like, 
just ways of connecting with your people in creative ways can actually be exciting. And then once you get back together, all of that built up physical tension will lead to fun, sexy explosion times. And I would also like to add that there is that awkward time when you're all pent up and you get back together. I just want to leave uh, a thought in our perverted podcast listeners' head. If it's because re- I've had this with Mew before when she's gone away for a few weeks on a vacation, she came back and we're like, "Oh, we're supposed to be all hot and horny," and it's and then all of a sudden it's like, "It's the oh wait, there's all this stuff that's not allowing it to be sexy." So it's okay once you do get back together with your partners. If there's that little awkward moment where your survival mode and your body and everything has to stop and you have to actually reconnect, maybe you actually have to sit down and talk a little bit and maybe just hold hands and pet each other's legs and then allow the sexuality to come back. Because it really freaked me out when it first happened. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to fuck her brains out. And I get over and I'm like, get on your hands and knees. You know, and she was gone for like three, four weeks. And she's like, yes, sir. And she gets it. Well, she didn't say yes, sir. She never says yes, sir. She's yes, daddy or whatever. But um, she gets on her hands and knees. And I'm like, yeah, there's nothing going on. There's nuts. I'm completely, I have no idea what I'm doing. So we had to kind of actually just sit and work through it. And then it kind of rebuilt. I just wanted to throw that in. Yeah, I've definitely, um, trying to get back into play when I haven't done it in a while is definitely a thing that I need to work on because I, not that I always have to like step in a role to a play, but just, it was a bit hard of like, I hadn't done it in a bit. So, uh, when they were over, I we don't usually play at home, we usually play in dungeons, so it was a bit of a mind twist there. But while they were cooking, I just swiped a wooden paddle and I spanked them a bit and they're like, Ah, warm up, warm up I'm like, I'm not warming up, this is a tease and they went back to my computer and they loved it. <laughs> That's I good. like it. <laughs> and then also important internet things. So there was shared a terrifying video of securing a gag the terrifying way. I did watch the video, and I will say, for those who are not very experienced in the kink community, it was <laughs> pretty terrifying. Yes. So this video, um, not a traditional gag. They took a very long gauge of string and with uh, forceps, they threaded it up through the nasal passage and then down out through the mouth, through the ball gag, back up through the nose, back to the mouth, through the other nostril, and then secured it. What? Where was this? Who did this, by the way? Was it a professional or just some random kink? It, it was a professional. It was actually pretty pretty amazing. And then at the end, she's kind of looks like she's choking on it and trying to breathe around the ball gag because it was so into her mouth and I'm just like okay so if that goes bad I guess you just gotta snip the string real quick and yank it out of her face yeah it was like gag reflexes because it's like not in your throat but it's right up there because it just goes around the bend up to the nasal passage yeah well the the string is in your throat so to to trigger a gag reflex would be more likely Uh, we don't recommend this for home usage don't try this at home kids please don't Um, and then we had the for those who believe in ghosts, we love you, 
But uh, this this copy imaged post from Tumblr was uh, um, they put (laughs) forward the theory that the idea that ghosts moan is probably you being in denial that you heard your parents having sex as a child and you couldn't process that, so it had to be a ghost through the walls, of course. Oh, what evil person did that? Kathy, do you now understand? This is how people believe in ghosts. They're just kids that were in denial. I saw a ghost when I was a kid. I heard a ghost through the wall, and now they're real. And I watch paranormal stuff, and I'm on paranormal dating sites so I can get with paranormal people that like paranormal stuff because I heard a ghost when I was a kid. And it wasn't Kathy. It was mom and dad knocking boots. I see now. That explains a lot. A whole world. Just like I heard Dell say that, and I'm like... I get it now. Yeah, it pretty much is my whole childhood. I understand it so much better now. Thanks, Del. You're welcome for ruining your childhood. <laughs> my mission in life is complete. <laughs> tell us we're swell. Tell us to go to hell. Just tell us fucking something on perverted mail. Um, box. <laughs> I've forgotten about that part. <laughs> Sometimes they don't rhyme, and you just got to throw that rhyme in. You know, maybe it sticks in the brain that way. I I have no idea, Kathy. It sounds like you planned it that way. (laughs) All right, I got a couple of emails. Actually, this was not an email. This was something that's only happened twice before. uh, In how many years of us doing this? A listener. You got a psychic message. You got a psychic (laughs) message from the mountain. And somebody said, fuck all this internet stuff. I'm just going to psychically send my email to Kathy's brain. It is amazing. Yes, Kathy, tell us about this. How did you know that's what happened? (laughs) We have some pretty amazing listeners. That's how I know. No, somebody actually posted a journal entry on FetLife. Pimping us out, just basically doing an ad for us. This is uh, Samos AUS, who posted something on on FetLife, and he said, my girl and I are really enjoying listening to and supporting Perverted Podcast. You can find them here on FetLife or through your podcast app. We use Podbean. They are experiencing people who have a funny, informative, thought-provoking, and often sexy podcast. I would encourage all of my friends to listen in and support through Patreon as we have. I'm having actual trouble trying to figure out who this person is because clearly they're using a different name. And I don't know who to connect it to on our Patreon, but this is obviously one of our supporters who felt that the show was worthy of an ad that they personally took out for us. That's very nice. I'm very excited about that. Isn't that sweet? I mean, for someone to go to those lengths, I thought that was really nice. That was a classy and cool thing. And then we have an email from Thwackery. Can I just tell you how much I love that name? Thwackery. I, mean, I don't even know where he's it going. It sounds with. like Sylvester exactly. beating, you know, beating Tweety on the head with Thwackery. Okay, now you're ruining Looney Tunes for me, but you see how much fun it is to say it, right? So wackery. <laughs> I think you say it better than I do. All right, so he says, he or she says, I joined Patreon for more material because I'm rapidly running out of perverted podcast installments, having listened from episodes 1 through 249. I've tried other podcasts, but this is the first one I found where the presenters, A, have lived the experience of BDSM rather than researching it, and B, encourage multiple viewpoints on a given topic. I joined in 2010 when I was 27 and I've been going to munches regularly since then. 
but I didn't walk into a king club until June 2019, at which point I started going to BDSM play events as often as possible. I have a question that I've asked of many people after joining the scene. Is there a particular activity or skill that you have tried, would have tried earlier? And is there any that you wouldn't have wasted your energy on? First of all, kudos to you for listening to so many. And I love that the solution to having to run out of podcast episodes for us is that they joined a uh, Patreon in order to get more content. Get that little plug in there, Kathy. Thank you very much. Did you see how I smoothly I did that? <laughs> it was so smooth because <laughs> nobody picked up on that shit right there. Well, I thought I'd just beat a dead horse into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> that horse, the, the hoof just fell off. It's like a zombie laying there. <laughs> and second, I like that. I really love that they say that we're real experienced BDSM people because I have to say, did I actually listen to some other uh, BSM and kink podcasts? And I enjoy them, but um, the overwhelming majority really aren't by kinky people. They're by people who are researching it or they're doctors and they're fabulous uh, uh, web webisodes and, and uh, kink podcasts, but they're, they're not um, talking about what people do. And so I, I love that. Kathy, why don't, just like you slipped in uh, Patreon, for people to support, why don't you just admit that you just want to say, we're the best, we're awesome, pretty much everything we do is kinkalicious, and uh, the world should listen to Perverted Podcast. Well, thank you for just saying it for me so that I don't have to, but it's true, isn't it? We're awesome. We are. We do, we do have a good show, and we've been spending a lot of time improving especially in the last few weeks. And that's been actually really exciting. And the reason is, is because we get letters that constantly validate our work that lets us know that the fact that we're real and the fact that we have experiences and the fact that we keep trying is really inspiring a lot of people. So it's like our listeners are more therapeutic for me than, than, any therapy could ever See, be. Yes, I, I totally agree. There's a reason that you and I, uh, number one, put up with each other. And number two, that you go through hell trying to edit stuff out and we put shows together because it is a, a, a two-way relationship. We get, you and I, we get a lot from uh, providing this for the listeners and then getting their feedback and being there for them. So I just think that that was a fabulous uh, letter. And I love, okay, so you're going to answer what the question that they have. Is there anything that now knowing what you know, you would have thought, I'm not going to waste my time on this kink or the reverse that you would have started sooner had you known how great it was going to be? I honestly thought about that. And I like the process that I took, like especially with things like fire play and needles and wax play and and a lot of the, you know, knife play, blood play, learning how to draw blood, all of those things that are like took a long time. And I spent a lot of process teaching or learning from teachers. I kind of wouldn't change that because it was a good progression. I started with the impact play and kink and, and spanking, that kind of thing. And then I moved into some of the other things that I saw other people doing and learned about it. But I like that process. I, I have to agree 100% with you. The, even stuff that I found I didn't like, there was something that I gained from it. So I wouldn't go back in time and change that or not have gone through it. I, I absolutely needed to figure that out. So um, that's a great question, but I agree 100% with you. Yeah. Take your time and have fun. Yeah. 
Bunny likes to read, likes the feels, likes the tingle factor. Bunny's fan fiction reviews. All right. <laughs> we got to do our warm ups, Bunny. Oh my God! I missed you so much, Bunny. Hello, how are you doing? I'm very good. You, I, our listeners are so excited. We we talked about uh, this new segment on Patreon, and everyone's excited to have you back. And so now we finally figured out a way because you've been really busy with stuff. What's been going on with you? Well, I'm about to graduate this year, like in a couple of months. So I've been. Very busy with school for pretty much the past two years of my life. Oh my god, that is so amazing! I remember when you doubted yourself. How are your grades? How are you graduating? I'm probably gonna graduate um, summa cum laude. <laughs> oh my god, Bunny! That's like the best you can do. It is. I'm very, very excited for that. You have done so amazing. I know when you started, we even talked on some of the earlier perverted podcast shows that you were on about kind of some of your insecurities and fears. But you really, I just got to say, I'm so proud of you. You really stepped up and did so good. And now you're going to graduate with honors and everything. That is amazing. Bravo. Thank you. Yeah, it's exciting. So now, now that you're all like super Miss Smarty graduate pants, we have this segment, this other passion of yours, which is fan fiction. Can you tell me a little bit about your love for fan fiction? <laughs> yes. Um, fan fiction is an amazing little world full of just everything like expansions to universes but more than that i'm specifically into erotic fan fiction um especially i feel like because i've been so busy these past couple of years i haven't been able to take part in the scene really so i kind of get to read about it and like kind of explore a whole bunch of things that i feel like i'm missing out on through fan fiction so that's why i've been really into it especially more recently so we talked a long time ago, but we didn't really have the ability to pull it off because you were so busy with school for you to do like Bunny's fan fiction review. And now because of this whole whatever's going on and we're on Zencaster, we can now do this remotely and actually have you suggest to the Perverted Podcast listeners some of those great fan fictions that you're reading and kind of break down a little bit about what you liked about it. Yeah, I'm very excited to do that. Bunny, what is the first story that you want to talk to our listeners about? The first story uh, is called Mouthy Miss Granger. It is in one of my favorite universes, which is, of course, the Harry Potter universe. Um, Oh, yes. And (laughs) so it involves also one of my favorite people from said universe, uh, Professor Snape and Hermione Granger. It is just one scene. The story is one scene, and it is set during a double potions class. So it's double potions with all the Gryffindors and all of the Slytherins. And Hermione gets called out by Professor Snape for trying to help other people with their potions. And so she gets called up to the front of the entire class by Professor Snape. And he decides to use this like old punishment from Hogwarts that hasn't been used in a really long time and basically he has her strip in front of the entire class oh we've never done stuff like that have we (laughs) i mean 
and all the Slytherins are like, yes, and like just jeering, and all the Gryffindors are like, no, you can't do this, but he totally can do it, and it's amazing. So she has to strip, she has to take off all of her clothes, and then she, he makes her lean over like the desk with her ass facing everyone, and he canes her in front of the whole class. I like how your voice is now changing. (laughs) Your voice is now changing and you're all of a sudden turning into quiet, pervy bunny while you're talking about him bending her over and caning her. Well, like, it's a good one. And then he does other things to her as well, I would assume. Yeah, this is really good. So now, Bunny, we go, obviously there's some titillation on the story. We don't want to give away all the details of the story so our listeners can go and and read it for themselves. But now we go to your meter. What do we call it? The marshmallow meter. The marshmallow meter. Yes, indeed. Bunny's marshmallow meter. And why do we call it the marshmallow meter? Um, Because I very much like marshmallows (laughs) when I'm a bunny. (laughs) So it gets you very excited. So there's a few categories that um that you're going to re- that you're going to rate for our perverted podcast listeners so they can understand the type of story and why you're into it and the first category you called the thinkies can you explain what yeah. the thinkies is thinkies would be like if it inspired me to maybe like seek out more of that kind of a story or to even create like a scene or a new fantasy um like Something that would inspire me. So, in other words, like when I bought a Professor Snape wand because of all the fan fiction you've been reading, and we did Professor Snape play with you and I together and did things with the wand. That would be a result of the thinkies. Yeah, that would be a result of actually this story, too. Nice. Well, I think whoever that writer is for that story. So now on your marshmallow scale, how many marshmallows out of a, and it's one to 10, how many marshmallows would you give this as far as uh, the thinkies and inspiration? I gave it a nine. Oh, because that's a very. It, well, yeah, because it did spark, like you said, like you got a wand. I had all these new things. We tried out a whole bunch of stuff because of the story and I looked for other ones like it. So definitely inspired me. Very good. So the next rating would be um, the category that you we we made up our own word. We basically made up our own word called immersibility. I don't think it's a word, but we're going to just call it immersibility. What is that? Immersibility would be how much the story, the writing, how much it draws you in. So like when you get in that trance state where everything in the world kind of stops. Yeah. So on this story, how many marshmallows would you give it for immersibility? I gave it a seven. Okay, yes. and then, now this is a good category. I like this category, and you're going to talk about this in uh, one of the fan, other fan fictions that you're going to talk about in the segment, and it's called The Feels. What does that mean? The Feels is an homage to the other side of kind of, like, sexuality, kink, just things that are more intimate, because not everything about, you know, like, lust or sex or whatever is physical. Like, I feel like I also long for, like, the connectedness part of it. So, kind of intimacy and connectedness, if it makes you kind of feel that, that's kind of what the feels would refer to. Okay, so so it doesn't always necessarily just mean sexual intimacy. It could just be where it tugs at those desires of your heart kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess it could be sexual intimacy, too. 
But I kind of thought sure. of it more as non-sexual intimacy. Okay, well, that would explain the next uh, marshmallow rating that you give. So on a scale of 1 to 10 marshmallows, how many marshmallows do you give for the feels of this story? I gave it a 5 because... I, I don't think I can say it because they're not, like, spoiling the rest of it. But I give it a 5 because it's not, like, the lowest on feels. It gave me some feels for sure, just not, like... A ton. I think this story probably would rate high in the final section of the the bunny uh, marshmallow meter, and that would be Tingle Factor. Yeah. What is Tingle Factor? As if we don't know. Uh, <laughs> how, how turned on you get from reading it. So how quickly do you masturbate? How hot is the masturbation? And how quick do you do you come or get aroused? Yeah. Fair enough. And what is the tingle factor on this fine adventure of Slytherin Gryffindor battlery? I would give it nine and a half marshmallows. That is a lot of damn marshmallows. It really is a, a story that's been very special to you. That's kind of awesome. Yes, it's so good. Uh, I just want everyone to read it and masturbate to Professor Snape. That's all I want. <laughs> I think that is a wonderful request, and I have a pretty good uh, guess that some of our Perverted Podcast listeners will go to PervertedPodcast.com, find the link, and your rating. Bunny, I think this was uh, an amazing segment. Of course, PervertedPodcast.com, there's a little section with a little picture of Bunny up there. And if you scroll down the page, you'll find it, and it'll have your reviews and a link to the actual story from the writer's blog or whatever. And uh, anything else you want to add? No, I just hope that some people like the stories. Absolutely. I think this is uh, a lot of fun. And so go read some more stories, and then we will have you back super, super soon. Yay. Okay. I love you with Professor Snape's wand inside of you. <laughs> yeah. Is Geeky World News a social enigma? I don't know, let's ask Enigma. He should know because he's got the same name. Enigma! That is me. Enigma, I am very excited. I am so excited. I've been thinking a lot about some of the stuff you're going to talk about, and I just want you to know, let's rock. Woo! Rock and roll! So the first article that we're going to get into today comes from Mashable.com. All the links and all the articles that I talk about, I post in our Discord. So if you want to come join us over there and you haven't, please do. Uh, So this article is called, Now is the Worst Time to Buy Internet-Connected Sex Toys (laughs) by Jess Joho. Basically, this goes into everybody who's stuck at home has all started buying all of the like Wi-Fi remote-controlled sex toys that they can use with their partners because that seems like a very fantastic idea however there are some problems a lot of these uh, devices use bluetooth technology and bluetooth technology does not work in liquids that well and if you put it inside of a body the human body even unexcited is like 70 percent water so the bluetooth technology isn't going to work that well and then you get excited and you get wetter and the bluetooth technology doesn't work as well uh, even worse. So I understand. That, it, didn't they figure this out when they were manufacturing it and figure and inventing it? Well, it, it it works. It just it it's not as good. There are a lot of companies out there that leave a lot of things. <laughs> 
out of the beta testing. So we're just going to throw it out there. And instead of charging $1,000, we'll just charge 400 for it. I see. Okay. Anything Bluetooth is not recommended. If you're going to use something that's Wi-Fi uh, connected, just keep in mind that a lot of countries, especially now, have actually been rerouting internet services to essential businesses so a lot of the unessential wi-fis have actually started to be throttled so you know what? i'm definitely going to be hitting that link because i think it's something that creative explorer threatened me with and now i have actual science to prove how that's not a viable option kathy yes uh, as Dell said before that is a brat loophole you are now trying to work on <laughs> I'm so glad you caught that. That is a brat loophole. <laughs> Kathy, Creative Explorer is going to roll up tubes of aluminum foil and mail them to you and make you shove them in your pussy along with the vibrating thing. So you're going to look like some alien Weird Al Yankovic movie and uh, and you're just, that's what your loophole is going to get you. I'm so glad he's not listening to the show these days. <laughs> You're going to look like the fucking like alien face hugger Terminator thing coming out of your vagina. A face hugger on my vagina, really? Well, if you turn the face hugger around and have its like little appendages coming out of your vagina, that's kind of what I picture it looking like. So that's actually a great transition for a recommendation they make in the article. The next article, uh, appropriately enough, is actually about masturbation. Uh, this is from Business Insider Singapore, actually. Uh, it's from their website. The article is called How to Get Out of a Masturbation Rut and Explore Your Body If You're Isolating Alone. The article is written by Julia Natfulin. And uh, again, this article is on our Discord. And so basically, it's a lot of people who are finding themselves kind of in a rut while they're um, stuck alone in their apartments. I, I relate. And it's all about like how people are finding that like masturbation like the way they usually do it when you know they have access to partners and they can have access to other ways of stimulation just kind of gets old when you're stuck with yourself and so this article in general is just encouraging people to explore your sexuality in this time of not being able to go out and do it so like it's it's encouraging the whole idea of how masturbation like sex doesn't necessarily have to involve orgasm it can involve other fun things so they recommend just like laying and almost in a meditative state but like try touching yourself try touching yourself in places that you don't usually touch yourself try uh listening try listening to audio erotica as opposed to just watching porn Try doing different sorts sorts of things that ha- allow for you to explore your body and explore your sexuality on your own. And that's actually going to something that's going to help translate into the real world when you come out and you're like, hey, I found out that I actually really like my nipples stimulated. And then your partner's like, ooh, that's awesome. This is something new and exciting and sexy. And so now you have something new that you can bring to the table once once the lockdown is lifted because it is going to be lifted. But... It's just exploring yourself, but getting comfortable with yourself, and then bringing that with you back out into the real world. You know what? I have to say that I am loving Enigma's new segment. I am learning so much from all the articles he's finding. Seriously, I want to start hitting these links and reading these things. What I like about this article is uh, I absolutely agree with you, Kathy. What I like about this discussion right now is instantly when I heard Enigma was going to talk about this... I instantly started hearing all of the voices that, like, 
that like jury, that negative jury that sits next to me throughout the day and tells me that I look stupid or what I'm doing is uncool or 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 lame or any of the other judgmental things. And in something like this, this is really about putting those voices aside. Like there is nothing there is nothing unethical or immoral about taking a bell pepper because it has smooth skin and saying what does this feel like against my skin without hearing that that instant like oh that's that's weird you're a freak yo whoa go just any number of judgmental joys uh voices what is wrong with laying down male or female doesn't matter you know a lot of times you're like well that's not something a guy would do what's wrong with lighting some candles and laying down and, and giving yourself a sponge bath or or something just smooth and, and relaxing to explore those sensations. Can you put those judgmental voices aside so you can actually work on something like this? Yes, exactly. And, and uh, the, the recommendation that this article gives is for people who are maybe newer to sex toys, if that's something that you wanted to explore, uh, to start with things like vibrators and massage massage tools to start there because that, that that's if you're especially if you're somebody who may or may not uh, involve insertion into your play that's somewhere to start that's not as intrusive and is still going to give you a different sensation than just standard masturbation and then once you get comfortable with that then you can start advancing and using different types of toys not connected to Wi-Fi, as we just learned. Yeah, it's definitely important to love yourself before trying to love others, because they can't love you fully if you hate yourself. Well, they can, but it, it's weird. And for exploring things for fun times, yes, pour that wax on yourself. Don't wash your hands after eating spicy food and make your penis very, very hot. Do the weird things. Ew! <laughs> Hell just jumped out of nowhere and like said all this weird <laughs> stuff and I'm like I'm like picturing Ugg, maybe you should wash your hands. <laughs> I'm gonna call maybe risk aware consensual kink and maybe you should get the right wax before you pour it on yourself. But uh goddamn, it is kind of fun to just have a lot of different ideas. And go ahead and, and try that. Obviously, do some of the risk assessment first because that's how a lot of people go to the emergency room is because they explore themselves masturbating where they're afraid to do it with a partner. And so they just try some crazy stuff and the potato winds up stuck in their ass and now they're going to the ER. But I definitely like the idea of saying it's okay to have these explorations. Yeah, and and something I was just thinking about. You're talking about trying stuff that's new. If you if the maybe you do have a partner, this might be an something that you can do with each other over Zoom, Skype, whatever. Is actually masturbate for each other, and that way a you're getting some visual stimulation from somebody that you, that already turns you on. But also, if, if you are trying something new, they can be there as kind of uh, to, to watch. Because sometimes angles are weird and you can't watch yourself. And having somebody, even over the internet, to be able to uh, watch over you and make sure you're being safe. It's a way to like bring that vulnerability and kind of open yourself up to new experiences with your partners. Enigma, where can we find stuff? <laughs> well, you can find stuff 
at our Instagram. That's at Perverted Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Perverted PCast. And if you want to chat with us, uh, go to our website at www.pervertedpodcast.com. And you can find out our Patreon. You can find our Discord link. You can find out all about our podcast there as well. Yay! And that's the end of show 255. Dell and Enigma can now go back to their young and happy lives. And Boogie and I will continue to be old. Please write to me. Wait a minute, Kathy. Wait a minute, Kathy. Did you say... We are old, and our socks have mold. We are bold, and our hearts are cold. We've been told that these years are gold, but we know that they're not so fucking... <laughs> that, that jingle says it so much better than I ever could. <laughs> the hell with Dell and Enigma, the whippersnappers in their shorter refractory periods. <laughs> And their stupid Wi-Fi connections. Get off my lawn! <laughs> Get off my lawn! Take us out, Kathy. Please write to us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and tell us what's going on in your lives. And we'll gladly exploit you for our own personal gain. And on that note, don't forget to lend us your support on patreon.com forward slash pervertedpodcast. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Without you, our listeners, it would just be Boogie and me talking into a mic. Take us out, Boogie. You always say, take us out, Boogie. I think we should stop that. You just said it to me. Well, that's because you got stuff to say. (laughs) Finish us off? No, that's too sexual. (laughs) Yeah. Finish us off. Put your pussy up to that fucking microphone, Kathy. (laughs) I'm going to finish us off right now. (laughs) Come back to the squirrel. Bring the squirrel back. That's what it what it sounds when you finish somebody off. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> One, two, three, four, you're a bloody fucking whore. Drink, use drugs, have fun, protected sex. Kick an old lady and take her Medicare check. Tell mom, tell dad that you got your cousin pregnant. Just to see the look that's on their face. Cause being bad's more fun And you can blame your childhood Cause no one gets on a talk show for being good Feed laxatives to puppies I wanna be bad Cause being bad's a lot more fun Fuck everyone else, you're number one Anarchy's the way to go If you want a viral video Cause I wanna be church and crank a smelly fart throw up in the museum and tell them that it's your art call a telethon and pledge a lot of money you'll never ever pay but they'll say your name on tv cause being bad's more fun and you can blame your childhood cause no one gets on a talk show for being good Fuck your fucking fuck face! I wanna be bad Cause being bad's a lot more fun Fuck everyone else, you're number one Anarchy's the way to go If you wanna viral